the most important thing that we can do for ourselves and how we're interacting with others at this time is to figure out how to meet ourselves where we are at, where we actually are at, not where we wish we would be. And ideally, if we can do this with others as well, to meet others where they are at, this is actually way, way, way harder for us to do than it sounds. It sounds like, oh yeah, sure, just meet everybody. Like, no, really hard. So that's really important. Podcast Junkies, episode 330. Welcome back. I'm your host, Harry Duran. If you are new to this podcast, then welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the one where we search out interesting voices in podcasting, get them to kick back their heels, talk about their shows and whatever else is on their mind. If you are a regular listener, if you've been listening all the way back since 2014 when this show started, or just a recent wave of episodes have caught your fancy, then I want to give you a virtual hug as well. I love everyone that I connect with that's related to the show, including my guests and my listeners. Without you, I wouldn't have a show. So thank you so, so, so very much. In case you missed last episode, we had a great conversation with Stephen Shalowitz, who is the host of The One Way Ticket Show. We talked about his amazing background in advertising, his global traveling, experiencing different cultures, and how all of those really set him up for what would become The One Way Ticket Show podcast. In each episode, he asks people to pick a destination with the one caveat being that it's a one-way ticket and they cannot return. And it could be a time in the future or in the past. It could be a state of mind as well. So it's a really fascinating premise. And Stephen is a world-class podcast host. And as you might imagine, we had a really fantastic conversation. So please check that out. Get to reminisce a little bit about New York City as well, which is always near and dear to my heart. This week, we go cosmic. <laughs> With my friend Melanie Gillespie, we connected through a shared mastermind we were in probably a year and a half, maybe two years ago. And uh, she's just an amazing human being and clearly with a purpose here on earth to share a spiritual message. And it may be one of the more spiritual episodes and it's in line with where I'm finding myself lately, opening myself up to my own spiritual path and bringing in these conversations. So we helped Melanie a little bit with her podcast that she was getting off the ground, the Luminosity podcast. And we talk a lot about her journey and how she's traversed a wild path from starting in the corporate world to really discovering and tapping into and awakening and understanding that this new path was her true calling. We cover a wide range of fascinating topics, including the evolutionary journey of the cosmos, spiritual journeys, podcasting, of course, embracing the mystic inside, and the intersection of science and spirituality as well, which is important to me. We talk about the importance of energetic boundaries and discernment and recognizing the power of inspirational messages as well. I really, really love this. You'll hear the energy in our conversation. I can't wait to share this with you. I know you're going to love it as well if you've been resonating with any of my writings recently. Remember that if you're enjoying this episode or past episode, I'd love it if you leave a rating and review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash podcast junkies. I'd love to read yours out next. These episodes are chock full of great takeaways and don't worry about taking notes. I want you to focus all your energy on our conversation, all our information, including show notes, comments, key takeaways, timestamps, resources mentioned are going to be found at podcastjunkies.com. Okay, before we get into this interrupted conversation with Melanie, a few words from the amazing folks that support this show. If you've been on the fence about getting your podcast started, I have great news for you. My newly updated course, Podcast Blueprint 101, walks you through everything you need to get your podcast off the ground. And best of all, listeners of this show will get 50% off. In this course, I'll walk you through everything you need to get your podcast off the ground. In section one, mindset, we'll talk about getting started, the importance of the right mindset, and how to think about continuous improvement for your show. In section two, we lay the groundwork. We talk about planning your show, positioning it, and how to go about creating a quality production. In the growth section, we focus on where and when to publish your show, how to promote it to the right platforms, and as an added bonus, some specifics about how you can profit from your show as well. I've also included a list of tools and services that have been helpful for me in the growth of my show. So again, the URL is podcastblueprint101.com and use promo code PBHD50 to get 50% off exclusively for listeners of the show. With so many companies starting up in the podcasting space, sometimes it's a bit of a challenge to figure out who you can trust and what the company is all about, which is why with my co-founder, Brad Nolan, we've created The Podosphere. 
Think of it as Yelp for podcasters. The Podosphere features all the companies making moves in the podcasting space. In this comprehensive directory, you'll be able to view the different companies by category, rate your favorites, and connect with them on their socials. As you learn more about your favorite companies, you'll also be able to create your own pod stack, which is a feature that lets your fans know all the companies and services that you're currently using to produce your show. For the most comprehensive podcast directory in the galaxy, head on over to thepodosphere.com. So... For those that are meeting you for the first time, Melanie Gillespie, host of Luminosity, the podcast. Thank you for gracing us with your presence on Podcast Junkies. Oh my God, it's so fun <laughs> to be here with you, Mary. I mean, I just love everything that you do, and I'm so excited to just spend time with you and your all your people and your <laughs> audience. Like, it just is a super honor and a, and a pleasure, your work, helping people really understand and figure out how to tactically bring their authentic voice more yeah. out into the world. It's so important. We just, we need more and more of that. And it creates this incredible mechanism for people to be able to get more and more connected into and aware of their own core essence. Mm. And then that allows them to really get in touch with like what lights them up and how to tend to their radiance. And this is how the whole world shifts is more and more people doing that. So it may not have started out with that intent or may not to this day have that intent, but that's how I really view what you do, Harry, and why I think it's such an important gift in the world. So I appreciate you and I honor you for saying that. And it's even, it's so funny because I just got like a, a new camera. So the resolution is a little better, but some, it threw off my microphone. So normally this microphone that you see behind me for the benefit of listeners, my sure SM7B, and that's not on right now. So hopefully the sound is good. And you can hear me clearly. And as a podcaster, you tend to be a little bit of a purist when it comes to sound. So I'm just like, there's also an aspect of the show must go on, right? So we have to, yeah. and I think the, what's more important is making sure that this, for the benefit of the listener, you probably hear the word transmission a lot, but I think that's what's happening and that's what there's energy yeah. being created and frequency. And so if you've heard me before, either on my socials, listener, or on the podcast, talk about my spiritual journey. You know, in some ways, you know, this conversation is, is not a culmination because there's more to happen, but like an enhancement of how that's been. And so that's why a lot of the topics we're going to cover are going to probably be something that's a little maybe out there. And that's a good thing. So I invite you all yeah. to be open minded and just to settle into the journey we're about to go on. So, yes, no, absolutely. Bring everybody should just bring their kind of their inner cosmic child. Yes. Bring him or her out to play yeah. and we're just going to play and it's going to be super fun and i hope my sound is good i don't yes it is yeah, yeah. fantastic and i love that you're not letting you know perfection be the enemy of good enough like yes. get it out there and yeah. i you know i tell that to all of the folks who are working on like oh i want to do my own podcast get yes. it out there get it out yeah. there get it out there my podcast occasionally the sound quality is not good at all yeah. and i don't care even a little bit because that's not what I'm about. And that's not what I'm driven to do. And so for people who have no idea who the hell I am, and I'm just sitting here talking, I'll try not to use any bad words. You can, that. you can, you can use, <laughs> you know, and a lot of venues you want to really like keep it PG. So, you know, I'm an esoteric mystic and, you know, you don't often run into a lot of esoteric mystics talking about spirituality who also are going to drop F-bombs here and there, but that's just me. That's how I roll all the things all the time. We just have so much fun. So, yeah, I mean, for me, what I'm doing here, what does it mean to be an esoteric mystic mm -hmm. is what often comes mm -hmm. up, right? Yeah. So let me just like, break that down super quickly. So there are a lot of different people who might be consider themselves mystics, and they might attach themselves to a particular religious or spiritual tradition. And so then they would be like, for example, a Christian mystic, or, you know, or a Jewish mystic, or whatever their tradition is. I don't attach myself into or feel connected or called into any particular religious or spiritual tradition or philosophy. I am, and esoteric is very much as a word, if you kind of think about the origins of the word and what's sort of coded in it. Like on one level, we think of esoteric as just meaning out of the norm or like kind of hard or weird to understand. But when it actually really comes down to the word origin, it's really about what do you know from inside as opposed to what do you know from the outside, which would be exoteric. Right. So it's very much my whole journey has been very much about what is coming through within me. And I'm very rarely 
kind of allowed within my own inner energy ecosystem to look at or listen or go deep into other people's mystic or spiritual sharing. That having been said, when I was in college uh, many years ago now at Columbia in New York, and I have a whole like muggles world, mundane world experience and pedigree. I don't just go sit out, you know, in the woods. I mean, I do that now, but in my life, I've done all sorts of different things. I've run, you know, eight figure investment funds. I have an MBA. Like it's important for people to understand that I'm very grounded and rooted in the quote unquote human world, right? as much as I am in the kind of energetic world. But it's just this whole experience. And now I just kind of lost my own train of thought. It was just totally classic. But I don't want to kind of spend a whole bunch of time on like me and my background because I mean, really, who cares? If you're interested, you can learn about me at my website. That's easy to find out more. But I want to really be here to talk with you, Harry, about what's kind of going on on the planet right now because my focus area, my interest area, and why I'm here in a human form at this time is very much about the evolutionary journey of the planet and the evolutionary journey of actually this cosmos that we are in. And just to define terms, because it doesn't matter what words we use, but also it helps if we have sort of our translation guides. So for me, the cosmos includes many universes. So it's Mm. different than the universe, right? And so this cosmos is actually going through a massive evolution as well. And began a new, what I call spiral, because the my experience and understanding of this cosmos is that it creates, that creation occurs through a trinity spiral of energies. And I share lots about this on my podcast, Luminosity. So if you want to dive deep on any of that, you can go find, there's like 110 episodes or something. And you, know, you can search them and find whatever you want. So this spiral that the cosmos had been on ended on December 2nd of 2022 in my own sort of timeline and experience. And we began this new one. And it's just super fun, super amazing, and also can be extremely hard to navigate because the physical and societal side of things comes last. So we're in this like everything that isn't allowed essentially doesn't align in this new spiral is being pulled out of us. Right. And as if we're like moving on a river current that's carrying us along, but some things can't come. And so they're being pulled back. Like as we're moving along more and more since that December 2nd happened, it's like being pulled out of us. And sometimes that feels awesome and it feels super fun. Like, oh, it's like a big exfoliation scrub or like, oh, I don't want to wear all these clothes. Like, get rid of them. It's okay. They're just, they're fine. But also it can feel a little bit like an energetic, version of like an MRI where some of the things that can't come are metal and it's like ripping them out of your skin. So like you may feel very much like you're going through like death processes or being like torn alive. Like Mm. that's totally normal. It's okay. Don't freak out. Don't worry. Just find that center within you. Find your heart. Find your essence and express from there, experience from there as much as you can and everything's going to be okay. Anybody who tells you that you have to have like 800,000 different learnings in the exact perfect way to like love attraction this or that's bullshit it's all bullshit right just go be in that heart space go be there as much as you can and that's all you actually really need there's a lot of different ways to have more fun on the journey but that's just all about having the fun this evolution is something that's never been done in this cosmos and humanity as a species is evolving into homo lumens and so that's also like part of why I'm here is yeah. to be an evolutionary guide around that and help people kind of understand and deconstruct and develop the capacities to have a more joyful experience of that. Because where we're really going is the embodiment of the cosmic child. Mm. And that is essentially, you can characterize that as the embodiment of wise innocence. And I'll just, I'll come up for Aaron just a second here because I'm sure you have questions for me, but I just want to kind of give people that landscape a little bit. So the wise innocence is essentially the innocence that is chosen after experience. And the wisdom is essentially the pearls that are pulled out from the wisdom of lived experience. So, and then those pearls are essentially combined with the innocence and like, boom, we get to do the kind of the both and of that. And we're really in the beginning of that this year. This is year one of a foundation building period that is roughly 10 years long. And this first year that we're in, the planetary energy theme is homecoming. And you can 
think about coming home in many different ways in your experiences that you're having. But ultimately, at the root, it's very much about coming home here into this human body, which can be hard for a lot of us, and particularly people who are very kind of organized around different spiritual experiences really struggle with the body. Like the body is bad. I want to like ascend. I want to go up. I want to go out to heaven or I'm a star seed. I want to go back to like, I don't belong here. When's the mothership going to come and pick me up? I'm actually assigned with, you know, this star system, not you know, blah, blah, blah. Sorry. Everything about what's happening right now is about coming here so that we can really have the full pan dimensional experience which isn't just about the higher dimensions that are coming online more and more for us to access with more and more ease. It's also this third dimensional linear experience. Linearity is the biggest challenge for me. So like, I get it and we got to get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll stop there. there for a minute. Lots to unpack there. And I want to make sure we don't lose the listener. And I think something that we've talked about early on in our experiences and something that's been helpful for me is this idea of take what resonates. And I think what you say is leave the rest for... I, I say what resonates and leave the rest without judgment. Yeah, and yeah. there is nothing that you can ever, anybody could ever do or say about things that I'm saying that would offend me or hurt my feelings. And it just, with everything, just take what's useful in the moment and leave the rest without judgment, knowing that maybe later what you left behind, what you said, oh, that doesn't work for me or I don't align with that, it might become useful later. And also what's useful right now, tomorrow might no longer be useful. Yeah. So you don't want to be too grippy with stuff. You know, it's like holding that wet bar of soap in the shower. You want to be able to hold it enough that you don't drop it. But also if you hold it too tight, it just pops right out. So yeah. that's why we have to be with everything because we're using words and mental models that are woefully inadequate to describe any of this with any accuracy. We're going to do our best to use the words that we have at our disposal to <laughs> talk, guide the listener through this journey. So I do want to give a shout out to our mutual friend, Catherine Port, who is the person responsible for bringing us together. You know, we were in her container last year. It seems like, is it last year or year before? It's, it's, time flies so quickly now. It's seems crazy. Like, seems like maybe a thousand lives ago, honestly. <laughs> I mean, that's that, kind of how time is, is I'm experiencing time even yeah. more these days where it's like a day is you know a million years yeah but yeah absolutely always grateful to her for some of the people that i met through her including you harry yeah. absolutely and so what's interesting is one of those exercises that she had us do is what are you best in the world at and it was interesting because it was sort of coinciding with where my spiritual journey had been up until that point like under the radar buddhism went through all the rabbit holes crop circles mm -hmm. star seeds egypt you know you, I basically cannot be out wooed at this point because there's nothing you could tell me that I'd be like, well, I've never thought of that or experienced that. So, which is helpful to manage that. Like, these as a challenge, though, honestly, I feel like you just kind of like lay down the glove a little, like, can I out woo him? <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's nothing that I wouldn't hear that, would, that I wouldn't be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, it's just, oh, that, okay. Yeah, it's like 18 dimensions and like the. Yeah. Arturians and, and whatever it is like it's I haven't I've been either come across it or read it so it's nothing like it's gonna be like whoa that's yeah. too out there for me so I appreciate that because I think I come from a really what I call grounded upbringing and as you did as well and so it's helpful because I think we feel like I feel like we're like the bridges for folks that yes. are just trying to dip their toes in the water and understand and, and one of the, the best in the world statements that I came up with is I'm the cosmic conduit for awakened souls ready to transmit their message to a global audience I love that, Harry. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Say it again. I want to hear it again. I want to like really roll around in it. I am the cosmic conduit for awakened souls ready to transmit their message to a global audience. Oh, beautiful. Like mic drop. <laughs> I love that so much. What's interesting is how it's tied everything together on podcasting and some of the stuff that you alluded to in the beginning. And when I started the show, I was really wanting to learn about people in podcasting. So the best way to do that was to interview them and get a peek, you know, what I call a peek behind the mic. I was influenced by behind inside the actor studio with James Lipton, if you remember that show. Oh yeah. And yeah, that's would, a good you, one. We'd be an actor there and you'd just see him on screen and then and then you'd be like, oh, you get an hour with them. You get to learn that they're a human person and you get to hear what they're about. And you just you don't hear the yeah. perfect polished, in this case, podcast. You get to peek at, you know, Melly's flowers and her crystals and her photos of, of everything that she's doing. I'm just trying to do a little theater of the mind for the listener right now for those that are yeah. just listening to us. So I'm interested for you, Melanie, you know, talking about the stuff that's alive for you now, is there a moment when you felt like a transition, that transition happened? You know, you talk about your nine to five job, 
you're you know you're working in finance you, you've managed teams you've done all the like the muggles world stuff i've done that too 20 years in corporate what was yeah. that in the best way you can describe yeah. that awakening moment what was that like for you if you can think about that well, okay, so I wouldn't call it an awakening moment because I think that I've always had the, I've always been connected into my own inner esoteric awareness experience, whatever we want to call it. But the big sort of shift for me in my human experience that I would characterize here would be roughly six years ago when I had been for five years the CEO of an organization that had a board of directors that it was reporting to, that I was reporting to. And when I first started with that job, you know, and I joke about that phase in my life as like hashtag CEO for others. But when I first started that job, I just thought I am in heaven. This job is going to allow me to do all the things at last, right? And it really did because it was a turnaround job after 40 years of kind of languishing and like revive the history and what's the landscape and this, all the things. And it was amazing. It was so much fun. I had an amazing time. And I thought, I'll just be in this job forever. Why would I ever do anything else? It's so amazing. And all the people I got to work with and the team I was building up again and all the new projects that we did and all the lives we were changing, like everything. So good. And also, most of my career, I've been very involved in all the kind of human sciences, hard human sciences that essentially teach us how do humans work and how do humans flourish and what happens when they're in trauma and stress. So just that's kind of background. And so this also allowed me to really play really intensely with a lot of kind of cutting edge researchers from around the globe on neuroscience, epigenetics, like areas that I'm very interested in and have spent my whole career involved in in various ways without being a scientist myself. And over time, I found, so I was using, if you will, my mystic side, but undercover. And it was very strongly part of all of the successes that we were having, but it was very much undercover. It was very cloaked. It was not spoken about. And anybody who spent time in boardrooms knows like, yeah, you're not going to go into a boardroom and start talking about like, what's the energetic of this? <laughs> or like, you know, and, 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 like, that's just not allowed. Although I would say, I think that's shifting. Because I, in my private client base, where I work with folks who are, you know, at that level of work in the world, I'm seeing more and more of that, that people are actually starting to come forward as leadership voices in the boardroom and, you know, in the corporate world. So I love that. But for me, that was not, not my experience. It was a very science-oriented, data-oriented, and not that I don't love that, but I was tired of the mystic being hidden and closeted in the boardroom. And there was a big kind of strategy discussion moment for the organization and the direction that the board wanted to go felt really small and not doing service to its to the organization's stakeholders. And I was just like, mm. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not hiding the mystic anymore. It's time for the mystic to come fully out and for everything that I do to be able to happen in the correct rhythm for me and in the correct modality for me to really fully express because earth is getting ready and it's time. And so that was kind of my moment. And like that night, basically I just like, I let the board know in this strategy discussion, that's not going to work for me. I'll help you in whatever you, way you want for the next phase, but it's not going to be me leading it. And you know, that's cool. Organizations can go through these changes and it's, it's, it can be very healthy for them. I don't think it was in this case, but you know, based on what's occurred later, but that's, you know, it is what it is. And so that night I went home and I just, as I was driving home, the whole thing started coming through the beginnings of it. And I had a website up, you know, within a day and was just like, okay, here's what I'm doing. And that was six years ago. And my, my business is called off the map with yeah. Melanie because we're off the map. There is no, there are no trails. There are no roads. There's no instructions for where we're going, what we're creating in this cosmos on this earth with humanity at this time. It's, there's no map. And also I love the old time maps where it's like on the edges and they have the dragons, oh, you know, yeah, and, yeah. The and they're like, here be dragons. And I'm like, yeah, that's where I live. Like the dragons are my friends. Like I hang out with all the dragons. Believe me, like, you know, some dragons, I know them too, I'm sure. Right. Like, like we could talk dragons all day. That's one kind of layer of the pan dimensionality that is actually here with us all the time. We just haven't been able to be aware of it. I so love yeah, that story. So that's my moment. Yeah, no and more I, mystic boardroom. <laughs> and I think what's important takeaway there for the listener and the viewer is to understand that there's aspects of what you was alive for you that is alive in every one of us. 
And to some extent, some for some people, that's the 0.01% of their existence, and they will never touch it to the extreme, the, <laughs> the fully 100% activated, turned on crystals, like everything is activated and working, chakras fully yeah. aligned and whatever is need to be. But I think people can understand that there's parts of their lives where they've been closer to that energy or to, and I think to lean into that is not necessarily like we're in a place now where that's more accepted and to figure out ways. And I wonder for you, as you come in contact with, or more people come in contact with you and the work that you do, and you have people that are on these ranges and obviously people that are in the coming from this, this corporate world, this other dense energy, you know, what type of types of guidance do you provide them in those first steps? Because a lot of times those first steps could be the most important because if they stumble or they, they slip or they say, whoa, or you try to pull them in too fast, you know, yeah. it would be like, I think it's Susan from the Narnia. She's the sister who didn't want to play, right? And she eventually like left and she forgot about the magic that was in, in Narnia and something like that. So yeah. You, yeah. so how do you think about you, the responsibility you have for anyone that is interested curious, yeah. wants to tap in, feels yeah. those latent gifts and wants to bring them online or have a taste of it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is such an important question. Like it might be the most important question of this age. And I'm like, oh, I wish I had a really good pithy answer because it's actually really complex. So the most important thing that we can do for ourselves and how we're interacting with others at this time is to figure out how to meet ourselves where we are at, where we actually are at, not where we wish we would be. And ideally, if we can do that with others as well, to meet others where they are at. This is actually way, way, way harder for us to do than it sounds. It sounds like, oh, sure, it doesn't need to Like, no, it's really hard. So that's really important in terms of kind of like the warning or the guide rails, the kind of the guardrails of like, like don't go too crazy in this direction. What I find when I'm working with people or talking to people or hearing from people, even just like from the podcast or other like areas where I have lighter touch contact with people, usually people are either they've been working all the way in the spiritual stuff only Or they've been working like just in like the human kind of like personal development, like on the mundane side. And we need both of these. It's the science plus spirit, the research plus magic. And the reality of what's going on in our human neurobiology is absolutely foundational, foundational. So the brain and the nervous system are vital to being able to really come into access to the sort of the the spiritual or the esoteric openness and expansiveness that we desire. We all want that. As soon as we start to get a little taste of it, we're like, oh, I want more of that. How do I get more of that? And the mistake that I think is out there for most people is that they go that way and they don't have any access or connection or awareness of the neurobiology. And most of the folks that are teaching in these spiritual spaces also don't understand that the nervous system, in fact, is the bridge between the energetics and the physical within the human body. And then the brain, the patterning of the brain that is put into place in our early years is it literally creates the limits, like the window through which we can have experience. Like we literally can't see certain things based on whatever that patterning is, good or bad, trauma or delight, it doesn't matter. And so figuring out those if you will, childhood kind of directives that are put into the brain and then those brain patternings and what's occurred and how to essentially open it up to be able to allow more spaciousness of what you can see and experience and in a way that allows the nervous system to also expand. Because the nervous system is like, it's like the membrane of a balloon. And as we expand in our energetics or our spiritual or our mental models in our brain, right? Because we're like, oh, I'm on a rabbit hole doing the things, right? As that balloon expands, the nervous system is the limiting factor. So can the nervous system keep stretching and get like stay super supple and limber and keep going? For most people, they reach a point where for whatever reason, that membrane bursts 
And it's like the water balloon bursts and then boom, now we're covered in water. It can be a pretty painful experience. And people can come into these sort of like dark nights of the soul or more commonly, I would, I call this like the retreat effect where it's like, oh, you went to a workshop or you went to a retreat or you went on a vacation and you got this big expansion and then you couldn't hold it when you were on your own. And it's very painful, creates a lot of grief because you had this experience of this beautiful blah, blah, blah. And now you're not able to live it and why not? And so then you have to work with that as well. So, and, you know, and that's also, that can be the case for people who, when they grow up, they have as children, they feel super plugged into this and then something happens, right? Like we're actually launching next month, a parenting program called Pan Dimensional Parenting that is designed specifically to help parents not as they're parenting, make sure that their kids stay connected to that inner light and don't go through what we all went through of, I got disconnected from my soul. I got disconnected from my essence. I got disconnected from that light. And then I had to like work my way back in because working your way back in is a lot harder, <laughs> Yeah, definitely. but it's well, actually, it's a huge challenge. It's a real problem for, for parents because these kids that are coming in today too, they're coming in like way more advanced immediately from oh, yeah. the jump. And so how do parents really like, they want to be able to create and support the kids around this. It's a whole set of work that is not in any manual anywhere now. Hopefully it will be in the future and we may even create something. I don't know, but it's a new thing for us to offer that pan-dimensional parenting. And I'm working with an incredible woman. We're putting this together and it's going to be just unbelievable. But yeah, it's so that neurobiology combined with how to open on the esoteric, I would say is the most important thing to your question and learning how to have boundaries in that is vital really vital and boundaries on three levels. So boundaries, and then I'll just finish with this little last piece. Boundaries essentially like function as like an inner compass and they're really just your yes and no, right? And learning how to hear that inner yes and no yourself inside, that's the first layer. And then the second layer is the interpersonal, right? And that gets a lot of airtime out in the world. Like that's my boundary and you can't blah, blah, right? A lot of people misunderstand how this works. And then there's an energetic boundary. And this is very important for people to understand who are coming out into more and more exploration and the spiritual. If your energetic boundary is a mess, then all sorts of stuff can come in that isn't going to serve you, that isn't even going to be accurate, that is going to, you know, kind of hijack your what you're having. And I don't want people to be fearful about it. Mm-hmm. I just want you to be able to be correct and discerning and understand that your discernment builds over time. And it's a process. It's not an immediate like, oh, voila, I, you know, went into the desert and I came back out with all of the, you know, the tablets and I know everything now. This is not the experience. It reminds me of a Mel Brooks movie. I forgot which one it was, but he comes out and he's coming down the mountain and he's got three tablets. And he goes, I give you these 15 commandments. And he drops one and he's like, 10, 10 commandments. (laughs) I don't remember which one it was either, but I remember that scene. I'm just going to close my curtain because otherwise I'm going to like turn into Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be a first on the podcast too. So that's great. Right? Like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. I right? think what's important is this aspect of discernment. And it's something that's been coming online for me a lot lately. And it's a muscle and it's the ability to call BS. I mean, let's just use some simple language for people. Like if you see something and it feels like, it's like, oh, that's kind of like bullshit. Like, I'm not sure if that's true or not. You know, that's, that's the beginning. That's the discernment muscle at work. Try and decide like, What's the intentions of the person? Yeah. yeah, when you think about you hear something, yes. where are they coming from? What is their motive? Like, what is their purpose? Why are they in front of you? Why are you, this newspaper? Who who publishes it? Who owns it? Like, where is this news coming from? Like, where are you getting your news from? Like, just, I think as a child of the 80s, you know, we, we got plopped in front of the TV and there was three channels and we're like, well, that's the news, you know, and that's just, it's, it's coming from this box and it's got to be true. And, you know, as we, as just like, this is more and more awakenings, sometimes what happens is so much comes in that people just like, they freeze and they're like, you know, kind of like, I'm using old references again, like Cindy Brady and the Brady Bunch, when she's got the light on, the red light, she's like frozen and she's yeah, like, can't, yeah. can't speak. I actually have tips for this. I actually have tips for exactly this you're talking about. I want to just like hop in with these just quick, like tactical tips for people around this. 
around kind of like what are you like? So like what's often talked about, like folks who work at all in like the IT world or the database building world, you talk about the ideas of like garbage in, garbage out, right? Like the quality of your data that's coming in informs the quality of the analysis that comes out on the other side, right? So that's a very kind of commonly understood thing. So when you think about what are you bringing into yourself, right? What material are you letting in on any level? The people that are around you, the media that you're consuming, the news that you're consuming, the TV shows you're watching, the music you're listening to, the physical environment, that are all of that, right? So all of that. Everything that you're letting in to your energy, including your body, right? Really being discerning about that. Just start there. Your body is actually your altar. People talk about your body as your temple. Your body is actually your altar. It's your workspace. So are you honoring it or are you desecrating it? That's one thing. And then in the terms of like media that you're bringing in or people that you're bringing in, particularly with media and news, like the whole world externally, physically, in the social society sense of it, the human world, I should say, because crumbling, it's falling apart. That's correct. That needs to happen. And it's fucking terrifying. And what I tell people around, how much do you pay attention to that? It's totally up to you. But here's two questions that can be really useful screen. When news is coming over the transom or you're thinking about connecting into news in some way or like a larger narrative of some of any kind, spiritual, mainstream, whatever, it doesn't matter, ask, can I be useful to whatever this is that's coming in? That's first question. Can it be useful to me? If the answer to both those questions is no, it can't be useful to me and I can't be useful to it, then just put it to the side because all it's going to do is take up space that actually you could be using to actually be useful in the world. And, you know, becoming the lighthouses, that is one of the most useful things that anybody can do. Your power as a being is so much more than what you think you can do in the physical world. The more you can light yourself up and turn that lighthouse power on, the more the little like islands of light beings around the planet in human form can become archipelagos, can become connected, can become, you know, we're all become connected and we can light up this world and really create what, honestly, what we came here to create. Yeah. <laughs> so much there. I got so excited because I'm wearing so many hats. I'm the podcaster sharing with other podcasters on this journey. But I also want to remind the listener who's typically going to be a, a podcaster that what I'm doing is I'm listening out to you. I'm trying to do, be better about this. That is going to be a moment that the listener you're going to see shared on social because we're going to make sure it gets clipped and stuff like that. So I was making a note about the timestamp and it, of course, it was like 33, 33 by the time we were wrapping up. But I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> but I think it's helpful to just like, kind of like I'm jumping into like a podcast coach here for a second. Like I'm so like appreciative of moments when my guest shares like just gems of things that I feel like are intuitively guided or however we guided that you just felt like this is what you needed to share in that moment. And I recognize that and I, and I honor my, my guests when they do that. And I'm thinking ahead, like I have to like maximize this moment. I have to like pull this out of the podcast because people may not find it. Right. And I have to think about how do I get this out there in the world so that people start to come into Melanie's world by the snippet, which I think if we're doing it right, it's going to happen. So we'll see what happens when this is finally published. But I think, you know, this idea of like these slivers that you pull in. I have faith in you. You know, I want to say some more about podcasting and audio because I think it's just really important. So one of the things that was interesting to me, my whole life, I've been a writer and I've been very word oriented in many ways. And when I started off the map six years ago, I started getting this really strong, getting stronger and stronger kind of intel within around like, you need to do more audio as opposed to written. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't really like my voice, right? I mean, you hear this all the time from people, right? I hear this all the time from people all the time where they're like, you have this great, amazing voice. I love listening to you. I can listen to you all day long. I listen to your stuff over and over again, and it makes this huge difference in my life. How did you, you know, but I don't have your voice. I couldn't do that. I hated listening to my own voice. I hated it. But what I finally came to understand is that actually – when I'm like in transmission mode, which is usually audio, sometimes I'll do written transmissions, which nowadays, basically anytime I'm talking, I'm in transmission mode. That's that integration of my cosmic self and my human is so strong now that that's just kind of, that's how it is. 
It's actually really hard for me to not be in transmission mode. But what I came to understand was that more is coming through on my voice. And I'm saying this to your podcast people. More is coming through on my voice than the words. Or even like the inflection or the tone or my, you know, or even just my energy. Like there's codes coming through. Light codes and activations are coming through on my voice. And some people might be familiar with the concept of light language, like related to that. But we don't have to be like, it doesn't have to be out there. You can just speak your language. But when you're speaking it from that more and more kind of integrated into your, if you will, intuition or your heart, whatever feels right to you, and you're letting that lead more than like the brain, and you know, you're letting your human kind of lean back is something that I talk about a lot and let like your soul, or your cosmic self kind of lean forward. There's stuff coming through that you don't know how that's going to impact others, but it's going to be really cool. And audio as a medium is exploding on this planet yeah. for that yeah. reason, especially. And people are more and more wanting to take in through the ears as well. And, you know, the cosmos, the very first thing in the cosmos was sound before we even had light was sound. So it makes sense that it would be such an important thing and it would just be exploding at this time. So all of you listening who are like, I don't know, like, yeah, you have something in here. If you're thinking about it, you have something in here that you want to say and express. Do it. Take the risk. What's the worst thing that happens? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Care less about what other people think of you. Care more about are you really nourishing your core essence and then expressing from that place? Because we're here to create and transmit. That's it. Create, transmit, create, transmit. And what works for us individually is when we're able to get the right rhythms and modalities for how am I creating and how am I transmitting. And when we're not, when we like, when we're not letting it happen, both of these things, and it's not organized correctly for us, this is a big part of my work with people. It's like we're like the Tin Man in the Wizard of Oz without the oil can. You know, we're just like, and everything just gets kludgy and stuck and rusted out. And that's like the worst place to be. It's a terrible experience. I only work with highly gifted people, like the highly gifted brain I'm talking about here, not whether or not esoteric is. And this is like times 5,000 true for them, where it's just like, if I'm not creating and transmitting at my correct, whatever that is, which I may not even know and I have to figure out what that is, it's like death. It's an existential crisis in the moment and, not, and nothing else will work in my life. Relationships fall apart. Businesses fall apart. Everything just falls apart. It's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so beautiful. Thank you for that. I think what's important for the listener and the viewer to recognize is those moments when you've heard someone speak or you watched a video, you know, whatever, it's an inspirational talk. There's a physical thing that happens to your body. Like I got chills a couple of times from some of the things you were saying. And that's the resonance of what you're saying, the vibration of what you're saying coming through. You know, we're, we're doing this remotely. Shout out to Squadcast. Thank you. <laughs> and it's being captured and transmitted in a way to me that lands with me in a way that I'm like, oh, yes. You know, and sometimes the yes is not a verbal hallelujah yes, like in, in the gospel, but, you know, or in the, the Baptist churches. But sometimes it's like a, a nudge or a, a head nod. And you do it imperceptibly sometimes just like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, that's true. And awakening to your ability to be open to receive it and then recognize that you have that power as well, I think is really important because we all, I, I say it all the time, we're, we're here on earth. We have a, we all have a message. We all have a voice to deliver. We all have a purpose here. And that the purpose is to share our journey, the good, the bad, the highs, the lows, because you just never know who's listening. And even from a podcast perspective, your 10th is going to sound better than your first. Your 50th is going to sound better than your 10th, but you, you'll, it'll never, ever happen if you don't put in the reps and you don't get better because you have to figure out your cadence, how to catch your breath, how to take a drink of water when you need to. So you're not lip smacking and your editor is fixing all your lip smacks on your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so I think it's a lot there to unpack. And I think what I want the listener to understand is don't, this may require a couple of listens this episode because there's a lot happening that you may feel like, Think there's more here to be gained and so be gentle on yourself if this is your first experience like receiving a transmission like this from us both but you know be open to the possibility that this is how things are going to be done going forward i always hear from people working with my materials because i have a just a massive digital library that my private clients access and i always hear from people that when they really steep themselves in the materials and let them just like be on almost like a loop that 
all sorts of extra blossoming occurs. Like it's not necessary, but I love your encouragement around listen again to whatever, like listen to this again, listen to other things that you're like, oh, there's more in that. Our obsession with like chasing the new can, sometimes we miss the gems that if we dug a little bit deeper, you know, like that kind of your three feet from gold, just like go a little bit deeper, steeping in certain things, really important. Yeah. So I think it would be helpful for folks who are interested in finding their own voice as well. Talk a little bit about your journey with Luminosity and, you know, the branding of it and what the intention is behind the show. And I, and I know we worked a little bit on that to get to kind of repositioning that. And I think what, what you're doing with it is amazing. So I want that to be an inspiration to folks who may you know feel like this could be a platform for them as well. Yeah, thank you so much. I loved hearing that you love what I'm doing with it. That's really nourishing to my whole system. Thank you especially from you, Harry. And you were so generous with me at the beginning of that and so valuable. I just can't sing your praises enough. And everybody, like, go figure out a way to work with Harry if you can. Like, he's the man. So it was really just like, I got to transmit. Like, there's things that need to be expressed. And sometimes, and I just needed to just do it. And it just started happening. It just kind of flowed out of me. It was actually really easy in many ways. It was like the technical stuff that I was like, huh? How does that work? What do, you, do I need? What? You know, and just figuring out my own little rhythms for things. And I didn't have editors. I still really don't have editors. I like to do it myself. I tend to just be like, I'm doing it. When there's something to transmit, it just happens. Sometimes I'll have notes that I've captured along the way in recent days that I'll refer to to help organize if it's going to be really dense. But often it's just, you know, and I'm often like I'm doing it like on the side of the road, like on my phone and, you know, or like I'm out on the trees, I'm out in the woods, or you know, I live on this incredibly beautiful, magical lake that called me here almost three years ago. And sometimes I'm like out by the lake. And so there's going to be background noise and people who are, and I let people know, like, if you want the perfectly produced studio podcast, like I am not your place, right? It's like, sorry. I do, when I'm doing the editing, I'll look at like, oh, is the sound volume okay? Can you hear me? Because occasionally that's a problem, right? But like, that's about as good as I get, you know? <laughs> if something really big happens, here's a tip for all you podcasters. I don't remember who taught me this, but somebody else taught me this for all audios from a while back. When you're recording your stuff and you know you're going to edit it later to like edit stuff out and you just really stumbled and you messed up words, do two short claps like this, go. Because then when you're looking at the sound form, when you're doing the editing, you can find really quickly, oh, there's a place where I just didn't say what I wanted to say right or some weird thing happened. I can go find it. That is so, I love that. Efficiency is really important to me. So having efficiency, little tips around efficiency are really good. What I want the podcast to do, I just like, there's two layers of what's happening. So on the one hand, what the audio is sharing, what people are listening to I want them to be able to have the nourishment of useful, uplifting, heart-opening, tactical information about whatever's going on with the planetary energies and their journey. So that's kind of the outward piece. But I also am very aware that what I'm doing is I'm anchoring in certain energetics by recording and transmitting it out, the create, transmit, right? So, and this is true for other things that I do as well for writing. Like, for example, I'm just getting ready to publish my first novel, which is actually being targeted to like middle grade children. But I know from the vision that was given to me for it that all ages will read it and enjoy it. And it'll be a full length novel. It's, you know, a fantasy novel. It's called Ellen Tari, A Cosmic Fairy Tale. And the writing of that, like the point for people reading it and for it to spread around the planet is to be this like heart expanding and like inner star map activating experience. And the writing process at various points along the way, I was like actually creating through the writing, like, I mean, words are spells, right? So cast wisely. I was creating through the writing certain new master frequency templates for the planet. And I didn't always know that in the writing. I was just like, I'm doing the writing, I'm doing the thing. And then suddenly like I'd write something, like a certain scene would occur. And then I'd be like, whoa, wow. like, remember the old, is it live? Is it Memorex guy? I'd be like that, like, whoa, <laughs> oh, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Now I have to like go just be out in the trees and just be like celebrate that that happened, you know? So it's kind of like that too with the transmissions. I'm like anchoring a bunch of things because I'm a stand here on this planet for a certain highest frequency. And how am I amplifying that? Because action is always the amplifier of your resonance. This is a really important teaching that I bring into everything. 
action is the amplifier of your resonance. And that's a neutral statement. So whatever your resonance is, when you're taking that action, that it's going to amplify it. So if you're like freaking out, if you can step back from whatever the action is, just take a breath, count to 10. There's really great research around like the best way to calm down your nervous system is something called the physiological sigh, which you just basically, something that you do when you're done with having a big crying jag, you do this naturally, the body knows how to do this. And it's just a, a big inhale through the nose, hold it there, and then grab another little inhale through the nose, just so you're like, and then let out slowly through the mouth. Think about like whenever you've like cried or like had yeah. a big, like you're like, <sighs> when you're done, you know, like maybe we should, like maybe we should, in, in, maybe we should invite the listener or the viewer to, to do that right now. Cause there's a lot, I'm sure there's a lot happened. So yes. take a collective so deep breath. Just a big through the nose, hold it. And then one more little gulp up through the nose and then out through the mouth. Long, let it out through your mouth. That's just do that three times. It totally resets your nervous system. If it's hard to remember to do that, just do any rhythm of inhaling and exhaling where your inhale is shorter than your exhale. If your exhale is longer than your inhale, it's immediately nourishing to your nervous system. It immediately helps it calm down and come out of that fight or flight stress place. Works like a charm, super well researched. There's no woo involved. <laughs> what's helpful for me is also to deep the deep breaths that come into the belly because a lot of times we do i would do chest breathing when i was anxious mm -hmm. and just the kind of like short breaths into my chest and you felt you know you would think that oh i am breathing but you're not you're breathing in a way that's actually causing you more stress and more anxiety and so i, I noticed if i can feel that the breath is coming into my belly and my belly is expanding it's enough yeah. you know even sometimes like i have trouble sleeping sometimes like i do a couple of those and i feel like it just kind of resets the nervous system. It's so important. You know, it's interesting. Sometimes when I'm working with people, I do a lot of teaching people on breath stuff too, because it's so important because the body, there's so much on the somatic side that we need to work with. Sometimes I connect with people who only know how to breathe into the belly and they don't know how to breathe into the chest actually. So I think practicing like, how do I breathe into any area of my body? What would that feel like? Like, can I just play around with that? And this is just an easy thing that you can just do on your own. Like take, you know, 30 seconds, you know, and just do that. You know, these are the kinds of tips that I just want everybody to be able to have. And also, like I was going to say, it goes without saying, but I'm actually going to say it because it's really important. As much time as you can get in nature as possible. There is no such thing as too much time in nature, particularly right now. And there's a huge array of human proven science around this. And there's a lot on the woo. So just get your butt out in nature. And if you live in a very urban environment, great. Like get a plant in your house, get like, you know, grow a little like moss terrarium, go find a tree in the neighborhood. Like even science has shown that even having pictures of nature on your wall that you just like spend time looking at, that isn't as good, but it's better than nothing. And just, yeah. And water, get into water. If you can get into natural water, like out in the world water, great. But if you can't fill up the bathtub, and that goes for you guys as well. Like bathtubs are not just for the women. Okay. Like I know men who are more and more like, I'm going to take a bath. I'm like, yes, <laughs> your body is made up molecularly 99% of water. So, and water at an esoteric level, like it has um, enormous things are going on with water. We won't go into it. That's a whole other episode, but the more you can get yourself into water, the better you're going to feel physically and emotionally, just guaranteed. So many excellent takeaways there. And again, like I think it, it's the type of thing that people inherently feel is the right thing to do. And I've had this wonderful relationship with city life. I grew up in Yonkers, just as New York City. As soon as I got my license, I was in Manhattan, nightclubs, you know, did, Me I've done, too. I've done the Manhattan, yeah. My undergrad was at Columbia. And I just, oh, I was fell in love with the city and I couldn't get there fast enough. And I loved my time there. Yeah. And so we just came back from the trip recently, went to visit my folks and we spent some time with my partner in the city and it's definitely changed because I'm here now just 30 minutes outside of Minneapolis trees. There's doors facing the woods where I am right now. Sometimes if I, if I throw some feet out, a deer will walk by or some turkeys are strolling by all the time. And it took me a while, but I think it took some time for me to like reset my nervous system to the point yeah. where like, I feel like this is better for me now. 
And so going back to the city, I was just kind of surprised. I was like, wait, I used to like love this energy. And it's like, I'm, why do I feel like a little anxious? And I just like seeing everyone just running back and forth and the towering buildings and the people just like focused on themselves and not interacting and just no one's smiling. And I'm just like, it was interesting experience to have that and see that I was conditioned to feel like, oh, I can go to sleep with a fire alarm or, I mean, or with a siren and it's, uh, that's cool. Right. And then I, but it's not like, because you're just like acclimating your nervous system to like be used to that stress. Right. And so I think to just come in full circle to what you said, just like getting out in nature enough to where you can feel its healing effects, I think it is really important. One of the most interesting things about kind of just the human experience, and again, this is just from science, like one of our superpowers, and also it's like a blessing and a curse thing, is humans normalize to their circumstances very quickly, right? It's that old, like the frog, you know, you put the frog in the regular water temperature and then you turn it up and boil and you don't notice. This is humans. This is what we do. So we normalize to whatever we're in really quickly which can be a real problem because we normalize to really unhealthy, really toxic stress loads. And that doesn't mean that just because we've normalized to it, it's not a toxic stress load for us, whatever that looks like. Oh, it is. We just aren't aware as much about what's going on until a huge crisis point occurs, which usually happens with some sort of physical health breakdown, but it can happen with some sort of more sort of emotional and mental breakdown. And that normalization is also part of the problem when we're on this spiritual journey as well, because we get into like, oh, wow, like amazing new things. And then we're like, okay, well, I'm used to that now. Like, what have you done for me lately? And I do definitely talk to people who are kind of like, you know, adrenaline junkies in the spiritual space without grounding it. And it's like base jumping. I talk about this as cosmic base jumping, actually. Like base jumping is a very extreme adrenaline junkie kind of sport. And if you do it without actually having the capacity and the muscles and the knowledge and all of the right equipment, like you're dead. Same thing if you're doing cosmic base jumping, like build up the capacity. And I mean, I'm definitely one of those where I'm like, oh, where's the big new? Like I'm all about the cosmic base jumping. Like that's super fun for me. But I built up the capacity and the skill both in my body as well as in my mind and my neurobiology and my heart, all of the energetics. So that normalization can be an issue. <laughs> yeah, man, this is so much fun. And I know it's cliche because you hear it on podcasts all the time. It's like, oh, I could talk to you forever. Like, I feel like every podcast host says that. And I'm like, I'm not sure I'm going to actually mean it. But I, I mean, like, you know, like when we connect, it's like so much fun. Like the, the energy yeah. just gets like 10 x I'm so excited for people to kind of explore more of what you're doing. I'm just grateful for the opportunity to like bring people into your magical world now, which is going to be nice as people get to experience some of your magic. I'm trying to figure out how much more further I want to go. I, I do have a couple of questions I usually wrap up with. So okay. I want to just be respectful of your time. What's something that you've changed your mind about recently? Yeah, I'm totally unafraid to change my mind. So I'm totally happy to change my mind. So I'm trying to think like what, ha- like I actually think that's a real problem when people get really like dogmatic, like, yeah. oh, that's a problem. Yeah. But the other thing that I'm always curious about is what is the most misunderstood thing about you? Oh, yeah. Okay. The most misunderstood thing about me is that people look at my life and they look at my lifestyle and they think, oh my God, that looks so easy and fun and playful. And it is really easy and fun and playful. But getting here was not easy and fun and playful. It was fucking hard. And like that can be demoralizing to hear because people look at me and they're like, oh, you're my role model. Like, I want to be like you. I want to be the embodied cosmic child. I want to like have this amazing business and la la la. You know, like I want to do all these things. Yeah, it's a process. It's a journey. And I didn't have anybody helping me along the way. And now there are resources to help people in various different ways. I'm one of those resources where it's appropriate. There are others, right? There's more and more people are coming into this space. There's a lot of junk and garbage in the space too. So discernment is your key. But it was hard. And I don't know everything. What I know I'm really clear about. And I go through the experiences with these energies too. You know, like when the energies hit the planet that are really intense, sometimes my body too gets like flattened. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't function today. Now, fortunately, one of the most important things that I teach with people is around like, what are your rhythms? How are you organizing your whole life design around your actual rhythms? not what you think they're supposed to be, blah, 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 blah. 
So it's really easy for me to just be like, oh, today we're not doing any work. Today we're not talking to anybody. We're not having any meetings. Nothing's happening. And I also have this really amazing, I call it the cosmic executive assistant, where if it's going to be a day like that, the person that I do have a meeting with will send a message like, oh, I can't meet today. This thing happened. Like, can we meet tomorrow? Perfect. Like handled, you know, that also happens when it's like, oh, today's a really big energy day. I got to go work with planet. I can't work with the humans, you know? But yeah, I think that's the thing that people really the most misunderstood. I think that's so important because as it relates to podcasting, it's some, I've had some moments when I've either kind of stretched myself from a booking perspective and I might have like one or two conversations, or I was just underestimating what was happening, you know, that week or that day or where I was coming from. And I just feel like depleted. And, and I think I'm, I don't want to do a disservice to my guests. And sometimes I'm just like, I don't have the energy for this conversation. And, you know, I want to be in the best possible place to have that exchange, be mutual, to mm-hmm. kind of tell, be excited, to be pumped up for these conversations. And I think it's okay to feel like you're not at 100%. And I, I think to, you know, what you do with your cosmic executive assistant and, you know, just everyone should have that ability to, to say, you know, is this, am I serving everyone yeah. in the best way possible? And sometimes by just saying no and rescheduling, I'm at this point when people cancel with me, they're like, oh, like we just had a flood in our basement or just like our dog just died last night or like this stuff happens, you know, and yeah. I just roll with the punches now. I, I never get yeah. phased I'm yeah. on both ends of those conversations. I'm like, cool. Like if it's meant, to be, it's meant to be, yeah, the timing will be correct when it's correct. Yeah. Like with my own team, like we have a regular weekly meeting schedule, but often. I'll just be like, energetically, it doesn't feel like this is going to be useful. Do you guys need anything from me? Or and people are like, nope, that's perfect for me, actually. You know, that kind of a thing. And I'm not afraid, like in the groups that I lead, for example, sometimes I just like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to show up the way you need me to show up the way I need me to show up. Let's reschedule. It will be like, that's awesome. That's actually great for me. I'm feeling exhausted. I want to just go rest. Like, let me take that time back for that. And it's also modeling for people, right? That guess what? You get to be human. Yeah. We're here to be human. You know, we're not here to be Arcturians <laughs> or whatever. You know, we're here to be human. And when we can, those of us who are in a position to role model and give people permission to just meet yourself where you're at and meet others where they're at. And when we do that, actually things flow so much more easily. It's not just a question of like, oh, I'm so exhausted. I need that. Like it just, things just flow. They just happen. Like, then when the meeting is supposed to happen, it happens and like all sorts of cool things happen that wouldn't have happened in the meeting if we did it at the wrong time, you know? Trust that you don't always know everything and that cosmos is conspiring to give you something way cooler than you could ever imagine. Focus in on what's the quality of experience that you want instead of what's the giant, you know, checklist of all the different like must have this or that must happen or until I have my $5 million or whatever. Like what's the quality of experience that you really want? You, not what you think you're supposed to have, not what your parents taught you you're supposed to have, not what the people when you went to college or, you know, you, not what I think you should have, you know, I don't think you should have anything other than exactly what you want, (laughs) whatever that is, you know, coming into that capacity for that kind of neutrality and to be at that kind of cause, like that nexus, neutrality and cause, that's where personal sovereignty opens up and that's what people say they want, but 99% 99% of the planet actually isn't capable of living from sovereignty yet. But we're going to get there. Well, my friend, I think that's the cosmic ribbon I was looking to wrap up this conversation with. So I'm going to leave it there. I think that was absolutely beautifully put. And I think we had the, the conversation and the transmission we were meant to have. And I'm so grateful for you to have reached out and it's a great opportunity because sometimes, you know, our lives are so hectic, you know, we want to meet up and we want to have a chat. And I was like, well, I've got, this is literally why I have this platform now. Cause I just want to talk to my friends about podcasting and, you know, and, and everyone's got a podcast now. So it's great to connect and also share and amplify your message with the work that you're doing. And I feel like that's a little bit of, you know, my charge here is to kind of create these sort of springboards for people to kind of like yeah. have you go in, into my world a little bit. So. I appreciate you. appreciate your friendship and your guidance as well for me over the years. And I'm grateful to that we're in each other's worlds. Me too. I love you, Harry. You're wonderful. Thank you so much. And I love you too. So I want people to learn more about you. And so where's the best place to send folks? 
Yeah. You, my website is www.melaniegillespie.com and there's everything's there. I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Melanie Gillespie Mystic. So you can find me there on the socials. I have a Substack account that I've recently started as well, but you can find that again through my website. All the podcast episodes are on my website as well. Just click the like, get the newest Luminosity episode and all the links to all the different pod players are there. So you can easily subscribe and do all of that. But yeah, it's all right there. All right there. I definitely recommend signing up for like news and updates because there's huge cool changes are coming in the next month or two of new resources and new ways of accessing resources. So like you're going to want to be dialed into getting those messages one way or the other. And I think it's going to be really fun to see this next expansion and upgrade of how Off the Maps is helping in the world in various ways. So I'm excited for that. And pandemensional parenting, that's coming. <laughs> yeah, people permission to go explore the dragons on the fringes. So <laughs> yes, right. Get on, get off the map, baby. <laughs> well, thanks again. We'll make sure I know you're providing all those links, and we'll make sure to put those all in the show notes. So if you're watching or reading this, you just look in your phone, and it'll, it'll all be there. So all the great stuff. Yeah. Thanks again, my friend. I really, really had a blast. Thank you. Always appreciative of my guest's time. I never take that for granted. I know an hour is valuable time, and I'm so grateful they were able to come on and share their journey with you. As a reminder, if you are ready to get your podcast off the ground and don't know where to start, sign up for Podcast Blueprint 101 and use promo code PBHD50 for half off the price. For a complete picture of everything that's happening in the world of podcasting and all the companies making moves, visit thepodosphere.com and create your own pod stack today. Podcast production and marketing provided by Fullcast. Visit fullcast.co and click the play button to learn the five pillars of a successful podcast that every business owner needs to know prior to launching. As a reminder, if you enjoyed this show or past episodes, you can show me some love by leaving a rating and a review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash podcast junkies, and I'll be sure to read those out on a future episode. Intro and outro music composed by Cedar and Soil. Visit cedarsoil.com for his full catalog. Tune in next week for a conversation with yet another fascinating podcaster as we dig deep, learn about their show and what makes them tick. Thanks for all you do to support this show across all our socials. I truly appreciate it. Talk to you next week. Thank you.